Zelensky, Biden, NATO, and Eastern Europe at war. You are listening to continuing coverage of war in Ukraine on the John DePietro Show. AM 1380, 99.9 FM, WNRI. Listen live online at DePietro.com. Let's go live now to the border of Ukraine and John DePietro. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. Folks, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. And all you do is, if you log on at depetro.com, no ice, and then on the left-hand side, you'll see, click on Listen Live. And you do that, and then you just press the play button. And we have people that listen to that and are able to listen wherever they are. Some people go, you know, south for the wintertime, or maybe they go skiing out west or different places and wherever. People listen from all over. Maybe you just listen somewhere or you live somewhere and you're just not able to pick up the, either the 99.9 FM or the AM 1380. It's always an option to go to the website. Now, on the website, by the way, on the right-hand side, you'll see there is the link for my Facebook page. There is the link for the Twitter feed. Blue check mark, by the way. There is the link for Instagram. And there's also the link for our YouTube channel. So never shortage of ways. Uh, if you Google me, it should come up always to Petro.com. By the way, we also then have exclusive stories that you can't see anywhere else. And it's a happening. Now, if you need to get in touch with me, you'll also see on the website, if you scroll down a little bit, it says they call it the dashboard. So you have Meet John DePietro, that's me, hello, where you can uh, learn a little bit more about the program. You have radio show. Now, this is wildly important. If you ever miss a show, maybe you heard about a segment we did, an interview we did, you click on radio show. Everything is right there, almost as we say, like in library fashion. Now, we also have the shop. There's merchandise you can shop. And then advertise. What does that mean? If you would like to advertise on the show, support the show, advertise on the show, reach like-minded people. Just click on that. Boom. Someone will be back to you within 24 hours. And then if you want to get in touch with me, you can always click on contact. I want, we also have, by the way, folks, you can um, listen. We have so many listeners in Massachusetts. Obviously a lot in Rhode Island, but many in Massachusetts. Some of you in Mass may remember I was on the air in Boston for several years, a little while ago. And then also uh, in Connecticut, we have a number of listeners. So people ask, maybe you're a new listener. We have a lot of new listeners. What makes this show different? That's a good question. Well, number one, it's consistent. Always here. Don't take a lot of time off. Some hosts, they seem to be off more than they're on. Not one. I am always here, as they call it. The nickname listeners have given me is the chosen one. But on top of that, I think the biggest thing you should know is we like to use a little humor. Humor's always good. And also, I like to go to things. So maybe you're just a new listener and you're trying to see. It's all a matter of how you get your news and the person presenting you the news. Are they giving it first person or are they just relying on another source? Now, as many of you know, and when I mention other talk hosts, I'm not talking about talk hosts on this 
particular station. Talk about some of the other hosts. We're basically, you know, you watch a story on Channel 10 and they watch a story on Channel 10. And they're not telling you anything that you didn't see. Where this program is different for many of the listeners and a lot of the newer listeners, people that listen for a while recognize, you know, I attend the governor's COVID briefing every week. Why? Because it's a chance to interact. You find out other things you don't know by being there. When there's a big court case, I am in the courtroom and talking with either the defendant or the prosecutors or the defense attorney. And then also sometimes, you know, other members of the media. Why? Because, you know, it's a completely different world when you're actually inside the courtroom as opposed to you're just getting the same news as everyone outside. And on top of that, as many of you know, I like to go when there's breaking news. I like when to go when there's events. I have obviously covered many of the protests that have happened. And so, folks, and I all do that because, you know, I am um, I'm obviously a fan of the format, but I like to I look for people that can tell me something that I don't know. That's what it really comes down to. I look for sources of information for people to tell me something I don't know. And I have found my experience now is the people that normally can tell you something you don't know normally now. Traditionally, they're people that are at the event. You know, I've been inside a courtroom where the television stations leave because they have to go do a stand up for the five o'clock news or the 12 o'clock news, whatever it is. And they miss key parts of the testimony. You know, that's just an example. And obviously things have changed with COVID and a lot of times being there and interacting with the newsmakers. So it's all part of it. I think you'll like it. Thank you for listening. And again, it always begins. If you want to reach me, learn more about the program, get a hold of me, whatever it is. We have a very efficient, functioning website and then links to all the social media that you can uh, get a hold of me. But, folks, it's a growing format. Talk radio, It's and it's nonstop right now. I mean, look at all the news that is going on, whether it's at home, big local story, or maybe it's in Washington, doesn't matter. Whatever is dominating. But, but talk radio right now is as strong, if not stronger, than it's ever been. And it gets bigger and, and larger. And we're there. And we have the ability to be there on site. Again, I'm always supportive of people that support the show, depend on the show. But just know, that's where, where I come down. I like to provide you with inside info the same way that I like info. I mean, that's just the way it goes. All right. And again, remember, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. <coughs> Martha Stamp. Count on it. Oh, my goodness, folks. And I hurt my arm. There's a fight at the border. (laughs) I don't know what the hell happened. And I actually fell backwards and I damaged my left wrist. There's Patricia O'Hara. We will get it straightened out tomorrow. Tomorrow will be back in Ukraine. Ukraine is seven hours ahead. So, first got there. I'm like, I suppose I could go live, except it is... 3 a.m. where everybody is. So we decided not to. So um, I can feel another drizzle. I'll tell you, it's another. There's Ray. Hi there, Donna. Everything changes when it starts to rain. So, folks, again, um, we're going to go live. Thank you very much, Melanie. I appreciate that. The, uh, today was wild, by the way. And, again, they're, they're so I don't need any problems. Juan is flying home on Saturday. Um, I'm actually seeing some foreign journalists who have gone away 
gone on vacation, come back, and I have been here the whole time. <clears throat> Our friend Angelo is here. You're going to meet a journalist from Turkey. He's leaving. He's going to be inside Ukraine for a month. We're going to talk to him. I was talking to him a little bit. Where's my um, light? We are back at the border. <clears throat> I got over just a short time ago. Where's the... Uh, goodness folks what is the deal hi there jessica where's the light oh goodness all right we'll get it straightened out please tell me that is not thunder that's bill <clears throat> folks fb has been a challenge for one on this trip but it is wednesday week four Yes, thank you very much, Lynn Miller. Well, I can't wait to dig in. Folks, we have the elections to get into. <clears throat> thank you very much, Juan. The, um, the McKee FBI probe. Who is that? Is that candy? Not for me, apparently. Oh, come on. What is the deal? It's the first time that's happened. All right, let me check. We're going to go live on the radio in just a moment. Just for this hour. And then, um, I don't know. You know, that's a good point. It could be. Boy, the helicopters this morning were freaking one out. I'm not one to freak out, but it's like, is, is this an attack? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That's right. We're in a war zone. Hi there, Eric Devine. Yes. I'm. Well, I'm actually still here, David. That's the whole thing. All right. Where are my... I'm waiting, waiting. Please tell me this is not, but it does seem like it's raining. Where am I going if it's raining? I don't know. I can't stay outside. That's not good for the equipment. Uh, I don't know. I don't know is the answer to that. Take the thunder. Yeah, I know. Well, it, it could be a... There were explosions earlier when I got into Ukraine. Um... Yesterday we had a horrible problem there, and then today it was it was actually like a little more low key, and I don't even know why. Um, I think because they they actually feel good that the Russians are starting to pull out of the capital, so the Ukrainian military feel very emboldened. This Barbara Smith, folks, what a challenge this has been. <coughs> and on top of that, they there's so many people like they disabled my personal Facebook page, which we still have not restored yet. So I don't know. We're still trying on that. I don't know if it'll be restored Saturday night or Sunday. But um, thank you very much, Juan. I'm trying, Carol. It is always a challenge, though. Um, you know what's amazing, folks? Today, walking into Ukraine, and I'll show you. I, I go right up the ramp, and then I know exactly where to go. I know where to use the bathroom and everything. This Freddie. It's, um, what is happening back at... I am ready to connect. What is happening? This should be the easy part. I have the right time, right? What time is it? I have the right time, right? Yes, it's 11.04. All right. Here we go. I can't believe this. Uh, a sprinkle is okay. If it starts to rain hard, going to have to move. I don't know where we're going to move. We'll move somewhere inside. Hello. Hello, radio station. Ready? 
to connect. I did an interview um, early this morning in, uh, hi there, Michelle, in Nashville. Why does everyone say stay safe? I thought Governor McKee was keeping everyone safe. All right, now what's happening? I'm ready to connect. Here we go. The hard part should be on my end. They are very strong. You're very popular. Yes. Can I film you in a few minutes? I'm going to come film you. Okay. All right. What's happening? What's going on? (coughs) Why am I not hearing from anybody? What exactly is happening? Hello. Oh, okay. There we go. We've been given the word. All right. Jeff looks nice and clean on my end. Nice and clean. And I'm going to try to monitor to make sure we do not. Okay. That we do not. uh, Good. Nice and clean. Okay. That's fine. Uh, to make sure, I'll keep checking it to make sure it doesn't cut out the way it did yesterday. I, I, I'll keep it, keep checking it is what I'll keep doing. Um, Petro show as we kick things off on both radio and our live stream. We are on the page. It's John DePietro show this portion of the program and it's brought to you by the Coesed Inn. Stop and see them 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. It's the Coesed Inn delicious food. They, by the way, they also have delicious Polish food and pierogies. Now we are on both uh, through the uh, miracle of QGO Live. We're on both AM 1380, 99.9 FM, and everybody on Facebook Live. Now, I apologize, folks. Now, I will show you where we are. We are back over uh, on the Poland side. Stop in and see them at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. All right, right now, it is, as I said, it's 120, and this has been uh, quite, quite the adventurous day. We've been on the go for quite some time. I want to bring you up to speed on all the news of the day, uh, and I've kind of jumped around a little bit. Obviously, folks, the um, firsthand accounts of everything inside of Ukraine. I want to also, uh, I'll take credit, we're the only talk host that is inside <laughs> inside of Ukraine. Actually, I'm the only American that I see uh, once we're inside there. But I do want to bring you up to speed on the latest and um you know, what's interesting is I was talking to those volunteers from Israel. Israel has terrible terror. 11 dead just in the past two weeks. Um, but I want to, uh, let's see, Vlad Shell's areas were about to scale back. Four million have now fled. That's right. It's up to four million. And this, um, you know, as, as I've been saying, folks, this, unfortunately, it's not going to end anytime soon. The good news is that the... The Ukrainian military, they're really dug in. I have some sound coming up 
but also some other uh, latest headlines. Federal investigation of Hunter Biden heats up, as it should, as it should. But I want to, again, as much as everything that ties in with with Hunter Biden and, and uh, what he was involved in with the laptop and with Ukraine, I, I think all of that needs to be followed up on. I just want to be very clear with people, though, that has nothing to do with the invasion. Nothing to do with the invasion in any way. You know, I, um, I've i had kind of a, a interesting past uh, hour. And um, the, um, the person that actually got me back to where I need to be uh, is, in, is a volunteer who is in from uh, Britain, uh, Great Britain, excuse me, the UK. And... Um, he um he he was saying you know they they are so unified and they have been following this and they have been uh calling for the fact that they should have done something with putin um after he took you know georgia the wood the war in georgia and then crimea so i i just want to keep people's eyes on the prize and, and i think we've consistently given you first-hand accounts of people, of what's been really going on, what's been involved with this whole thing. I also want to just jump up, uh, jump around a little bit. Uh, Kathy Gregg puts out silence from the candidates for governor, the bonuses up to 39000 Rhode Island Convention Center Authority approved top staff. Board members include the father of candidate Helena Folks, Bernie Bonanno, and the head of the Rhode Island AFL-CIO. So, um, so apparently they, I, I guess the Providence Journal has this story in um, that they were all given bonuses. And folks, see, you know, as I talked about, though, this, this is one of the problems when Governor McKee started it with this whole business that giving out the $3,000 bonuses. So the private company that manages operations for the Rhode Island Convention Center Authority, which has been kept afloat with federal coronavirus relief dollars, Awarded retention bonuses, close to forty grand top staff. Uh, the thirty nine thousand, oh, up to thirty nine thousand, thirty nine thousand dollar New Year's Eve bonus went to General Manager Larry Lapore. His employer awarded him the one time bonus, on top of a nine thousand dollar bonus he received last summer that boosted his salary from one eighty two to one ninety one. Now, but they're saying that came from his company. Six other top-tier ASM global employees under contract to work for the Rhode Island Convention Center got bonuses ranging from 8000 to 10000 The others receiving year-end bonuses include Suzanne Catanzaro, 8000 Director of Marketing Cheryl Cohen, 9000 Beth Johnson got 10000 uh, Bobby Laro got 9000 Kathleen Messino got 10000 uh, Most got raises, including... Now, I think what the, the convention center board, chaired by Bernie Panato, approved the pay hikes and bonuses after the extended period. The state was paid nine hundred sixty thousand a month. So, I think what needs to be ironed out here is if, if this was coming from the state or if this was coming from the company that that manages um, the the facility or is ultimately the the owner of the facility. So. Um, that needs to be ironed out. And, and admittedly, folks, I, I have literally been on the go all day. So um, I have not had a chance to 
really um, dig into that story in in uh, all honesty. I did see that the journal had posted it. And then, as you just heard last hour with Dan McGowan, the, the strangest story is still this story that came out with the CD2 candidate who um, that Neary, who was terrorizing that family, terrorizing that family in Ohio. I don't know what to make of that story. And I, I don't know how this guy is still in the race, as a matter of fact. So I don't know much about him. Um, he sounds like he's in some legal problem, has some legal problems, certainly in in Ohio. And I'm not trying to jump around a little bit, but I, I want to just um, catch up on, on uh, the latest. Now, I also see, you know, look at this headline. Life in a Motel 6 brings hope to homeless people until the money rolls out. Well, you know, I, I don't find these people. There's got to be a way they can. Um, help them into permanent housing and at some point guide them into employment and permanent housing. I think that would be a good place to start. Employment and permanent housing, especially because, as, as, uh, as we know, there's still plenty of businesses that are still trying to get workers and still can't find workers. Well, folks, again, good afternoon at 127. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program, folks, I can't say enough good things about the Coesed Inn. Stop it and see them. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. I want to go to uh, some of the sound. And obviously, folks, you know, I don't know where this um where everything is 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 going to go now that the fact that this this is not going to end anytime soon um this uh biden calls Zelensky for first time in weeks after ukraine well you know i i think they should be talking a little bit more than uh deciding right now but you you have to the the uh, individual that was kind enough to actually give me a ride back to where I am and able to broadcast right now from the UK, he, um, they are so impressed with, with the way a lot of people are, with the Ukraine military and the Ukraine army and just how they have defended themselves, how they have stayed and fight, fought, excuse me, how... You know, I, I know I still don't understand these people that they, they, they don't like Zelensky be, because he used to be a comedian. I, I don't know if any of that matters right now. Um, the, the fact of the matter is he, he has been for whatever the war is now, 35 days. I mean, the guy absolutely stepped up and, and met the moment as far as leading his people. So I also I want to. Um, Give you the latest now. Now, let me see some latest headlines. Um, Poland plans to abandon Russian hydrocarbons by year's end. Enrollment in Poland's National Guard grows sevenfold. Well, folks, I can tell you that, um, first of all, I, I've never seen so many uh, helicopters as I saw it this morning in uh, Ukraine. But there is definitely an uptick in people that want to join, people that are joining the fight. The Legion fighters, but then also the uh, the Polish army fighters. Ukrainians attempt to save animals from abandoned zoo near Kiev. 
explosions ring out near Russian city. Hopefully, yeah, take the the, the fighting to Russia. Uh, four million refugees have fled Ukraine, and and that is um. I mean, think about that. That is um, the obviously um, it would be all of Rhode Island and then big parts of uh, of, of Massachusetts. But I want to get to some of the latest now. Um, Martha Raditz is reporting Russia's claim of a new shift in a military strategy. Settled decrease activity. No one believes that. Let's hear the latest now from uh, Martha Raditz, her reporting in with ABC. Just watch what the Russians do, not what they say. Exactly, George. To put it bluntly, they don't believe it, and why should they? Not just what you're seeing this morning there in James' report, but we all remember the Russians said, we won't invade right before they launched this massive assault. And now that the initial plans for sweeping across the country has failed, the Pentagon fears the Russians may get even more desperate. A senior administration official telling me that the Russians have given up on what is called maneuver warfare in these areas and are instead reinforcing, moving their tanks and armor into positions outside these cities to protect their long-range artillery, kind of like circling the wagons. And and that artillery is what has been doing so much indiscriminate damage. They fire blindly into these cities since their original plan to roll in and take those cities did not work. Now, is there hope for the talks? There always is, but many at the Pentagon fear it is just a distraction while the Russians are trying to resupply and regroup. George, that's really what it is. That's absolutely, as a matter of fact, um, what it is. And it has to be looked at that way. Um, I also, this this uh, reporter for ABC, James Longman, boy, he is terrific. And um, he is also right in the thick of it. Let's hear his report with ABC. Three residents trying desperately to get out of this city. This is an area that Russia says it will dramatically decrease combat operations. That is not what it sounds like. This morning, the Russian military claiming a new shift in strategy in Ukraine. They are saying they're going to drastically decrease military activities around Kiev and the northern city of Chernihiv after negotiations between Ukrainian and Russian delegations. They do say this is not a ceasefire. And this morning, we've heard for ourselves that the battle is still raging. We came to the suburbs of Kiev a few miles from Berlin. Residents are finally getting a chance to get out. They've been living underground for weeks. As you can hear, the war rages. And this, this is one of the areas that the Russians say they are now going to leave. As you can hear, there are no signs of this war stopping. We, Taras, a local councillor here, is volunteering to get residents out. He says, a normal person should be afraid. If I wasn't, I'd be mad. He lost his own home, but he's committed to getting people out. So now he's literally running back to meet up with his colleagues there, and they're going in to the town. And as we've been speaking, we've just been hearing bombardment after bombardment. But that's how committed he is to saving people who live in this town. An hour later, a van pulls up. A small group of urban residents rush out, holding anything they can. She's new. It's a lie that it's safe, says this man. The gunfire and shelling continues as it was before. We managed to get out, but there are more people back there. With the bombs still falling, Ukrainian troops around the capital are still on high alert. President Zelensky warning the Ukrainians to keep up their guard. The Russian army still has significant potential to continue attacks against our state. In the US, the White House says they are seeing some Russian troops moving away from the key region, but believe the move is a redeployment and not a withdrawal. President Biden expressing his skepticism. We'll see. I don't read anything into it until I see what their actions are. 
We'll see if they follow through what they're suggesting. And the Pentagon warning the Russians may be moving these troops to escalate the war in other parts of the country. We all should be prepared to watch for a major offensive against other areas of Ukraine. Even after Russia's claim to remove troops from the area, there have been several new incidents of Russian shelling into residential areas near the capital. Each day the war goes on, more and more Ukrainians are forced from their homes. The UN says more than 4 million people have now fled the country and more than 10 million internally displaced. Those leaving uh, him this morning just add to those staggering numbers. Now, what we're seeing and hearing this morning just shows why there is so much skepticism here about the Russian agreement. For his part, President Zelensky wants security guarantees so that if Ukraine is attacked in the future, there'd be guarantor countries like the United States who would offer weapons at a no-fly zone. But we are not there yet. Certainly not. And folks, uh, again, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to once again give credit to the great Jeff Lamont. Uh Folks, I wouldn't be able to do the broadcast. Every time I'm, I'm thinking, he just comes up with different fail-safe ideas, and if this one, we try this, and if that happens. And uh, and it is, it is, I am just really impressed that right now, because of some failures, I'm not sure that I'm actually broadcasting right now. But I want to just be very clear about that i know i've said it in the past but um but folks i there are i i'm also you know obviously what we've been trying to and have to pull off as a matter of fact i mean i was in ukraine this morning you know i just realized as i was listening to that report and i know i must sound somewhat naive but i i was actually earlier even saying of um huh that's funny because first the the uh, weather forecast called for rain in ukraine so when I was there, I'm thinking, now that's odd. I, I can hear thunder, but I don't, it's not raining out. And then I was thinking, okay, it must be, you know, you know, sometimes in the summertime, you'll hear thunder in different parts and then it's not raining or thunder in your area. But then I just, as I listened to that report, I realized that what I heard was actually the explosions from, from the war. And I, I don't. I mean, I mean, that's exactly what it was. Of course, there was no thunder. It wasn't even raining. It was actually kind of a pleasant day. You can see some of the the, the uh, live video that I'll have up on the website a little bit later. You know what else? I, and, and there's parts of it that I don't know. For instance, I can hear gunfire. When I was in Ukraine um, this morning earlier, I could hear gunfire. But in all honesty, I, I don't know if that is that it could be a training exercise somewhere or or it could be you know just that there's a base uh military base somewhere near there that i'm just not familiar with so um i'm not going to say oh i could i could hear some of the the shelling and the fighting that I, I i don't know that i could hear gunfire um now that, that's not the first time by the way anyone that is familiar with uh, South County Trail, down around East Greenwich, North Kingstown, they have the National Guard base there. And, you know, I haven't heard it in a while, but for a long time, for many years, I knew someone that lived over there, and he said it was like living near a rack because they had a full outdoor range where they would do training, and you could hear the, you know, the the uh, the, the, the guns going off. So, but I, 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 I don't know the answer. I mean, you can hear gunfire. I'm not sure if it is that or they could just be doing some kind of a training exercise. Because from what I understand, they actually still have a very strong amount of 
both men and women in the Ukraine military. And they're platooning, you know, moving them in and out and keeping them fresh and retraining them and hopefully getting new weapons and more powerful weapons. And they, they need to do something about all the Russian bombing. Because right now, that's really all that Russia has is all the Russian bombing. The, the Ukrainian military folks, they've really taken it to the, the tanks. Now, I also want to tell you about, and I keep hearing more stories, and that's why. So I was in Ukraine earlier. And right now, uh, local time where you are happens to be uh, 140 or 138, excuse me. We are six hours ahead. Ukraine is seven hours ahead. So it's... It's actually 7.38 where I am. And I made the decision on Friday. I was almost going to stay overnight. But I hear, and more and more I hear of it, it just becomes very crazy at night uh, in and around Ukraine, where a lot of the people don't even go out at night, as you can imagine. Because uh, suddenly there is shooting, and you don't know who's doing the shooting, right? So, I mean, is it? Is it is Russian shooting? Is it is it the Ukrainian or is it, you know, other who knows the types of people that then just come in and start enacting terror in a in a war zone. So I um, what I've done now the past couple of days is I, I go into Ukraine during the day, talk to different people, see some of the different as much as I can. And then um, I, I do leave at the end. Just well, number one, you, you can't. I wouldn't be able to do the radio show from there. And then number two, more and more, I hear that it's 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 pretty, uh, as they say, dicey at night, pretty unpredictable. Um, and that would be, you know, it's nighttime, and suddenly you hear gunfire, and we can hear explosions in the distance. I'm sure anyone that has done has been in, you know, real combat, and uh, for many many military veterans that have seen or whether it was in, in Vietnam or whether it was in Korea or if we still have some World War II or certainly Desert Storm, but that's something they kind of um, get used to. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, I want to give a big shout-out to RE Kruger Heating. Folks, remember, they are just terrific and they're dependable and they're reliable. RE Kruger Heating, call them today, 401-732-6562. 401 732 6562 R.E. Coogan and Heating. We did the Coogie Cash. He was able to uh, get me money, and I was giving out money direct to many of the people from Ukraine. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Now, this time of year, as we are transitioning from winter now into spring, even though I know it is still rather cold um, there. Um, in, in the New England area, both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. But whether it's plumbing, heating, or cooling, folks, you can depend on R.E. Coogan Heating. As Coog says, let us in your home. Don't fix it alone. Give them a call today, 401-732-6562. And again, look for them on Facebook. And the website is recooganheating.com. Now, folks, when you can, uh, visit the website, depetro.com. I will be putting some of the footage of Ukraine up. I- I'll just let you know, though, that there is especially the parts that I have been there, they're very sensitive about um, giving, letting people film certain, and, and I fully understand it, by the way. I understand it and I respect it. This is not a complaint. I'm just explaining to you 
that I have run into some hurdles trying to film some of the different bombing sites and things like that. I understand it. I I go along with it. There are uh, reporters, you know, whether they're with ABC or whether they're with the Wall Street Journal or they're with some of the international papers and news organizations, Sky News. Now, you know, they, they've been, they work year-round with the Ministry of Ukraine, with the government of Ukraine. Uh, and also, by the way, you know, there were correspondents in, in Russia up until the war started. So there are people that have access, they speak the language, they have all the proper documents, and they're obviously in a, in a better situation uh, than Juan is in order to get a lot of that stuff. I have gotten and received, I should say, resistance of, of several things. Again, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not complaining. I just want you to understand that there are, um, it, it's not a total free-for-all. I mean, there, there could be some independents that just go in. Um, you know what else is, I was, I was speaking to someone, and his brother grew up in Ukraine. I think he's, he's in his mid-20s, and he knows certain areas around Maripol, like, you know, we grew up there. So picture of war came to Winsocket or Cumberland. Now, there are people that could stay that know the area inside and out. They know places to hide and know where they can go. And there are people still living in some of these areas. But for someone who's just an outsider, it's very, very difficult to try to go in and then try to maneuver effectively in a lot of these areas. I'll tell you, folks, I give a lot of credit, too. You know, there's been already, there have been a number of uh, journalists and photographers killed, um, and then it, who knows who did it? Uh, that's that's the danger of entering a war zone. That that Fox News crew, you know, they they were shot and killed at a checkpoint. Were, were they shot and killed by Russian forces? Were they shot and killed by Ukrainian forces? Were they shot and killed by by um, by who knows? You know, by Ukrainian police. I mean, who knows? Right? I mean, it happened, and then they're gone that me and pierre and then there was the uh the translator that was killed and then the other fox reporter ben hall they finally got him to germany and they got him out of there but um that that is one of the dangers that they that they warn you of when you're going to go into a situation like that and so the nighttime stuff would be really you you would have to have people that know the language know the area and I would think even have some kind of a working rapport with some of the troops. Otherwise, they, they don't know who you are. I mean, and I'll just share with you, because I do want to go back to some of the, other, the, the news, but when, when they're seeing me, they, they, don't, they, they don't know who I am, why I'm, you know, they don't know. They, and I'm not even sure they care, by the way. So it's one thing during the day. Nighttime would be a completely different deal. Um, that is what I consider like a bridge too far. That, no, I mean, that is just would not make sense. Language barrier alone. Hey, on top of that, it gets, you know, it's cold, it's damp. That was very difficult today um, with the rain while we were at uh, where the all the people pour, pour over the border. Um, but it still didn't stop. You know, you, folks, in a situation like that, as I've said in the past, anytime you're going to try to do a remote, things can go wrong. When you try to do a remote outside of the country in an, into a war zone, a lot of things can, can go wrong. So as we're in the fourth week, 
and into the final days. And again, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. I will be traveling back uh, this weekend um, in, in a multiple different reasons. It's It's been a full month. It, it seemingly is getting increasingly dangerous. And at, at this point, um, it, it's tough. A number, you know, it's funny. I, I also mentioned that um, a number of the reporters I've seen, they, they were, they've taken breaks and days off and vacations and so forth. We, we have literally been on the go since that um, first weekend when I traveled over here. And it's, for those of you that have followed it, it's um, it's it's really been nonstop. I'm not I'm not complaining in any way, but I I feel good about the decision of, um, like I said, when they start talking about uh, fire drills for bomb shelters and gas masks and chemical weapons, I, that, that's that is where I head for the airport, and we will head for the airport, and we'll uh, see what happens over the the next couple of days folks this portion of, of our program and again i, I want to thank so many of our very generous tremendous sponsors like um like state towing service auto sales and European michael salvatore i can't wait to see him get together and uh talk a little bit but folks state towing service auto sales and European, call them 24 towing 401-331-0925 i um I frankly, I don't understand this whole business that apparently uh, President Trump is requesting that uh, Putin hand over any information that he has on Hunter Biden and any information on Hunter Biden and any information on his laptop. I don't. I don't understand that in any way because number one, I don't know why you'd want to. We'd want to um, put Putin in a position where he's seen in any way as doing anything good for the cause or noble. Uh, and on top of that, I, I don't know why anyone would believe anything he says. I mean, it is it is the uh, Russian propaganda. It's it's the Russian defense ministry. Look look at how you know they will in fact. Um, they, they, they keep saying that they're going to do a ceasefire. And then as the people are evacuating, they start firing on them. So as far as I'm concerned, like, I don't even get the whole thing. We're going to ask Putin for something as if you're going to get anything that resembles the truth. Will Tiger Woods return to the masters? I don't know. I certainly hope so. Uh, I'm looking at some of the headlines. Amy Schumer says she's triggered and traumatized after the Will Smith incident. They should take the Academy Award for them. I also saw something earlier, and I know I'm jumping around a little bit, folks. I, I saw something that half of the country is split on the Will Smith-Chris Rock uh, slap. But that goes beyond that. It wasn't like they were just alone and then he slapped them or they were in a club or in an alley. I mean, you're standing up there, and suddenly he comes charging up to the stage, and then he's screaming at him. First of all, they never should have applauded. Will Smith should have been escorted out of the Academy Awards. Never mind that he's sitting there yelling up at him, swearing. The whole thing is just beyond pathetic. I don't know what to, so beyond the pale. 
And, and I, I guarantee you, now, you know, it's, it's Wednesday. That happened on Sunday night. There will be copycats this weekend. Some comedy club somewhere. Someone's going to be like, that's the new thing you do if someone is up there and they're insulting your date. All right, I want to go to, um, despite Russia bows to drastically reduce military activity, no one believes it. Which I don't understand. Why would President Trump say, so if Putin can give us anything on Hunter Biden, why, why, why would anyone think that that would be anything that resembles the truth? I, 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 am, I am at a loss on that one. Let's hear this piece, though, from NBC. Accuses Russia this morning of playing a trick, saying Russian promises after negotiations in Istanbul to drastically reduce military activity around Kiev and the nearby city of Chernihy is merely a ploy for time to rearm and consolidate forces. President Zelensky saying Ukraine isn't letting its guard down. The signals we hear from the negotiations can be called positive, he says, but they do not drown out the explosions of Russian shells, adding Ukraine isn't willing to surrender any territory to Russia. Promises also can't drown out what Russia is doing to the city of Mariupol. New satellite images show how Russian strikes have leveled entire blocks. The Pentagon also expressing deep skepticism about Russia's supposed trust-building withdrawals around Kiev. We're not prepared to call this a retreat or even a withdrawal. Russia invaded Ukraine over a month ago from three directions. From the north, down from Belarus toward Kiev, from the east toward Kharkiv, and from the south toward Mariupol. Russia's northern front around Kiev has been a disaster. Huge Russian losses and logistical failures, including a 40-mile-long convoy that ran out of gas. The Pentagon believes Russia could now focus on the other front while rebuilding forces around Kiev. This was a Russian position. You can see the Z that has become the mark of this war on the Russian armored vehicle. And it seems that they were destroyed just as they were camping out in this area. You can see all of their equipment, clothing, flak jackets and food just left here right at the back of this armored vehicle. Across Ukraine now, they're not bracing for a Russian ceasefire, not taking the Russians' word, but preparing for more Russian attacks. He's an amazing reporter. Folks, again, good afternoon. It's John DiPietro. And I want to stress that to people. So are people understanding that no one believes Putin and Russia with what they say? Do you understand? So they, they lie. They're pathological liars. So what does that mean? That means anything they say is not to be believed and met with skepticism. They're pathological liars, which is why, and therefore, it is puzzling why people would continue to spread Russian propaganda that comes out that is meant to confuse uh, that's really what it's meant to do. Not really been convinced. Just throw doubt, confuse. There's been a lot of that. Um, some people on the right have really picked up on it for different reasons. And but but do, so just so we're clear, do you understand? When they're they're lying, they say they're retreating. They don't retreat. They're just coming up with another scheme. They're terrorists. They act like terrorists. The word means nothing. They are not to be believed. They want to destroy West, the West. 
they, they are basically declaring war on the United States. So for a lot of the people on the right that have crazily sided with Putin, it is, it is just uneducated and I, it's so twisted that anyone would think that they're siding with that individual. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, I want to give, uh, give a big shout out to uh, our friend John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to talk to him tomorrow. Uh, folks, remember, stop in and see them. Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. He runs a, he has a great Facebook page, and what I mean by that is he keeps everything up to speed, up to date. Arms for all skill levels, selection assistance, gun fittings. Competition shooting supplies, firearms, accessories, all tailored to your needs, and you get the big guy, John Francis, who's so knowledgeable. Check them out on Facebook, and remember, now they'll buy uh, both of it. Sometimes there's, um, he has firearms that have like, barely been used, or it doesn't matter. He tests it all out. Maybe right now you have a gun collection, you inherited a gun collection. Bring it to competition shooting supplies. He's my gun guy. The guy is fantastic. He's open Tuesdays through Saturday, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. The original, the best. It's competition shooting supplies with the very great John Francis. Folks, I want to once again direct you to uh, visit the website, depetro.com. We have um, so many wonderful sponsors there, people that enjoy the programming. They appreciate what we do. They appreciate what we have um, taken on here such as Allstate Lock, experts in locking systems, building security, residential, commercial, car key security cameras. Danny Gruslin is terrific. Allstate Lock, 401-349-0042. So right now, it is 155. I want to play one more piece of sound. Folks, again, it's John DePietro on this Wednesday, March 30th. And um, this is with, uh, there's some... uh, Political progress and peace talks, supposedly between the two countries. I just want to hear this piece. Continuing fighting that Richard was talking about there, there does appear to have been some political progress in the building behind me there. Ukraine proposing that it could be neutral without any Western bases on its territory, proposing a 15-year plan for Crimea and a new strategic framework for Ukraine that would involve Western countries guaranteeing its safety. Now, the Russians described that as constructive, but I think, you know, Hoda, notable uh, that the Russians did not themselves appear to make any political uh, uh, plans, any political uh, uh, proposals. They say they'll take Ukraine's idea back to President Putin. Here, by our count, this is the, I think, the seventh time that both sides have sat down for talks. There hasn't been much progress in any of those. So what is the likelihood that there's going to be a breakthrough from any of these discussions? Well, you know, I think over there will be more talks. Uh, there is talk of a potential meeting between the foreign ministers of Russia and Ukraine, and the Russians now suggesting that there could be a meeting between President Zelensky and President Putin. Suddenly, the Russians. Have-
have not said it was possible up until now. Some context here, though, I think, uh, Hoda, it's possible to argue that this uh, war, this conflict has been raging since back in 2014, hot and cold. So clearly one day's talks is not going to solve all that. Ukrainian officials we've spoken to here said, give us more American weapons. Uh, that is how we will negotiate. And how, you know, we just saw the Ukrainian defense minister leave here in a convoy in armed seats. Yeah, you can't, you can't trust them. Uh, Putin wants to, um, he cannot be trusted, period. And as far as when does this end, this, I, I still think this ends when Putin becomes room temperature. I mean, I, I'm still sticking with that. Folks, even the um, the man from the UK that was kind enough to give me a ride just a short time ago was saying, you know, it's 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 very very clear that he wants to um, he wants to go back to the boundaries of the former Soviet Union. Period. That's that's how it's going to go. Um, I also I have more sound about. The uh, numbers for the Democrat Party for midterm elections are just, it's, it's going to be overwhelming. But I want to uh, make sure that we stay um, stay on, on schedule here, folks. Right now, it is 1.58. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Uh, if you like, I will be posting video from Ukraine uh, at some point in just the next couple of hours. And uh, people will be able to see it. Right now, it is 1.59, and we're going to be coming up to the 2 o'clock news. We'll be back on the radio tomorrow at 11. I believe I will be in Ukraine again tomorrow, and then I'll be returning to the United States uh, into the New England area coming up over the weekend. I want to, folks, again, this portion of the program watched by The Lodge, Pub and Eatery, Stop it in the 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. I want to get, once again, folks, thank the great Jeff Gamanch. He's the one that said, listen, we can make this happen. We can make this work. And that's how we've been on the air for this past hour. Listen, enjoy this Wednesday. We're back on the radio at 11 tomorrow. Stand by for the 2 o'clock news and then the John Dion program. And we will see you tomorrow from Ukraine.